Hey, this is Wicked Spursy, Mike, Steve, Dave, and occasionally a special guest here to talk about the club that we love, Tottenham Hotspur. Come on, you Spurs. Let's go. <laughs> All right. We are live. This is Wicked Spursy. Dave joined by Steve and Mike. Steve, how are you today, my friend? I'm doing pretty well. Um, we do have, you know, in lieu of a guest star, we've got little Isaac, the uh, nine-month-old baby sitting next to me. So uh, I'm going to keep him entertained with some crackers while we enjoy our show. But uh, otherwise, pretty good. Looking forward to this. I'm a little jealous of those crackers, to be honest with you. But hey, I should have should have planned better. How about you, Mike? How you doing today? I'm doing really well. Um, it was uh, it was a really good weekend. Uh, I mean, I kind of expected what happened on Sunday, but I mean, other than that, man, the the, the weekend was beautiful. Got a lot of yard work done. Uh, you know, made the made the young man get on the tractor and uh, dethatch the lawn. He, he didn't do a very good job, but. Um, you know, I had to take over, but uh, other than that, yeah, we get a lot of yard work done, you know, and, and, and it's, it's this time of year that makes me love Vermont. Yeah. yeah. Same here. Agreed. Mike, before you came on, Steve and I were talking about how we, we both uh, converted frustrated spurs energy into uh, spring cleaning and outdoor work and just stuff that needed to get done on a, on a beautiful day, to be honest with you. So you I, I hammered all my old dead golf balls into the woods. Nice. <laughs> I think that's good for the environment too, from what I understand. That that's really really good for oh, me. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> it's gonna so be hey, a project we... for my kids someday, you know. Go go out and find those golf balls. Perfect. Why don't we get the uh let's get the miserable part out of the way? Let's talk about Sunday's match. We don't have two matches a week to talk about anymore, so we can we can address Sunday's match and then you know, why don't we just get into the uh the state of the club and what what we're looking at as we as we look ahead a lot of questions not a lot of answers but let's start with sunday um steve line up deal what you saw on the pitch what you walked away with where are you right now i mean i walked away with a headache that's for sure um you know it, th that was one of those matches where like you know on paper you try to figure out yeah okay i can understand what some of these decisions are but for anybody who's been watching Spurs for the last couple of weeks, months, even at this point, um, we all know that what looks like a logical decision on paper is complete garbage in practice. Seeing Dyer's name on the team sheet in front of Toby, I, I don't understand it. You know, it's not that he had an abysmal game, but Toby, I think would have done much better in there. And, uh, I thought Rodon was fine. So I, I really like him. I think he's doing a, a pretty decent job. You know, he's a right now he, for me, he's almost like a Ben Davies type player. You know, he does the job that we need him to do, even if it's not super spectacular um, with the difference being that he's got a lot more of an upside uh, given his youth and inexperience. So happy to see him in there. Dyer was just nonsense to me. Would have preferred Toby. Um, the rest of the team, yeah, you know, I actually looked at it and thought this is fine for the most part. It And in the first half, we played relatively well. It wasn't until the second half changes. And, you know, I it's like I said on our, our WhatsApp during the game, it was going to be a game that was going to be decided on the second half tactical adjustments. Yep. Man United got it right. Jose, I don't know what 
he was maybe he was watching a different game or he wasn't quite sure what was going on because I mean man those decisions were just wild you know drawing one one let's put on Sissoko you know on this is the on paper decision I'm talking about yeah it makes sense we're losing the midfield you want to get a midfielder on um, you know in place of an attacking player to try to solidify it but Sissoko really like of all the players you could have put on him somebody who hasn't done anything offensively or defensively practically all season like what is the logic there so you know i it's like okay well then are we just going to try to defend the lead and then he brings lamella on and it's like well okay so we're not defending the lead we're going for it and then you wait until like the last 10 minutes and then you throw another attacker in bail on who offered nothing again I just, I don't get it. it. It just made no sense. And I walked away from that game thinking, you know, I, I feel like a, a good couple of these we've been going through, it's been, you know, is it the player's fault? Is it the manager's fault? And at this point, it's both, right? The manager's tactics have been wrong, mostly in the second half. I thought he was fine in the first half, the way we were set up and playing. Second half, he blew it. The subs blew it. I mean, the, the players that he brought on blew it. The, you, you stop naming Sissoko to the bench. He's not doing anything, you know? Bale's not offering anything anymore. Just cut it out, man. Like, it, I'm getting a migraine just talking about it again. It just, it's mind-boggling the same mistakes that he makes week in, week out, especially for somebody who's supposed to be a top-tier manager. You know, I'm at the point where I'm just sitting here thinking like his time as a top manager is over. Like, yeah, you know, there's a lot of rot at Spurs that needs to be cut out. Could he be doing a better job with like Manchester City? Maybe, probably. That team pretty much plays itself. But uh, yeah, it's like, I, I don't know, man. I It just blows my mind that he's getting such what I perceive to be simple decisions wrong. You know, Steve... I got to tell you, man, your, your analysis, I always love, and it's made even better this week by the sound effects from the little dude in the background. Who's like, who sounds like he's like hacking up a bone or squeezing out a turd. Like you can't, whatever he's saying is matching your, <laughs> matching your analysis, like spot on. So he's contributing, man. That little guy is a contributor to the pod right now. So we're, we're first dropped a turn in the second half. I'm going to do one right now. That's right. He's like, Sissoka going on. <laughs> Mike, what are you thinking, man? React, if you don't mind. Uh, react, react, react. All right. Um, I, I thought the lineup was fine. I, I don't, I didn't have any problem with it at all. Um, you know, they obviously, um, it was going to be a tough game from the from the get go. I I honestly thought that Manu was going to just come out attacking, attacking, attacking. But it looked like two teams who didn't want to attack each other for fear of for fear of the uh, counterattack. Um, you know, it, right in the beginning, we were lucky to not not find ourselves one down. Um, not in the beginning. We're well, halfway through the first half, whatever it was. Um, questionable maybe controversial possibly uh call when when sunny got poked in the eye there um i don't care what anybody all the trolls on twitter and shit say like that shit hurts and it might hurt just for just a minute or two but it hurts 
one and Aurier took an elbow. Aurier, yeah. The 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 one that was really missed was Aurier took an elbow right to the face and Pogba like. I think Pogba was even looking for a card on that. You know, yeah, so. the one the one guy who's always questioning every single call, like, what, me? The Pogba, you know, I mean, um, but it, it just, it was such a weird spot because um, the entire game, it just seemed like the, the, the lackadaisical kind of defending that we were doing, we, we were kind of out of just weirdly out of shape. Like nobody knew where they wanted to be on the defensive side. And it, and that kind of let Cavani just constantly like sneak in behind the defense. I mean, Jesus Christ, Fred scored on us. Well, let's see. Hey, let's talk about that one. I, I don't know about you guys. I, I've seen a number of replays of that goal, the Fred goal where the attack came from the left, Hugo had the block and then Fred kind of picked up the, picked up the scraps and breaking down our midfield, which was absolutely atrocious. Like the back line had a decent shape. And then when the attacker, and I forget who was the attacker on the left, got past, like our guys just stood there. Lucas Mora stood it was, there. It was Cavani. Was it Cavani coming on I the left? I believe it was Cavani, yeah. It, like it was it was what you wouldn't want to see from a, an eight-year-old team. You know what I mean? And, and these guys are – professionals just couldn't yeah couldn't everybody's standing there dire, dire lost track of where fred was and that and that's what that's what allowed fred to, to sneak in there you know i mean there were some positives um you know spurs were able to get you know be any time that man U kind of found themselves into an, an attacking position spurs when they were able to get that ball back they they found some good counter-attacking chances um that pass, the, the the pass that led to the sunny goal uh, from Lucas was was unreal, top notch, you know, football right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's what Lucas does bring. Um, I mean, outside of that, he didn't really have a fantastic game. And outside of that that goal, I don't think the rest of the game was was much of anything to to really talk about. Like, I mean. Spurs were kind of they they looked kind of pedestrian even on the attack, you know their their tempo was was slow their passing was slow. Um, you didn't see that out of Man U when they were when they were attacking they were bouncing passes back and forth in in open spaces that that only they saw because I yeah. didn't see those they ping ponged that ball back and forth so much that. I think Spurs defense were, were confused as to what the hell was going on, who had the ball, when they had the ball. Um, you know, I mean, Mourinho has, has this defensive style, but when he's, you know, he gets to London and he gets questioned and he gets pressed. And then why are you not attacking? Why are you not attacking? He says, I'm attacking. I'm telling them to attack. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't, but he's not getting his players to do it. Um, and I thought today would have been, was going to be the perfect, the perfect time to be able to to attack. But we got owned by Luke Shaw. We got owned by Harry Maguire. I mean, it, who has not had a great season? Um, I think Hugo had a good game. Serge was just okay. Dyer, I think at times was fine, like like Steve said. Um, but he, Cavani just kind of punished him constantly mm-hmm. uh Roden was I, I thought Roden was really good and I mean 
for what he had to work with there. Um, Regulon had a really had a really bad game for 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 him. Uh, he got nutmeg. Regulon didn't really break. He got nutmeg pretty badly on that on that Cavani goal. I mean, that was a beautiful goal. I'll, I'll admit that. Um, I, I and I know we talked about on our WhatsApp uh, about Tangi, uh, you know, and and kind of what he brings to the team. And I I, I think that, and we might get into this conversation later, but I think that game after game after game, he's the only guy out there trying to look like he's on a top tier team. And I think part of the problem with that is that he just doesn't, he doesn't have anybody to pass to that is equally as talented and electric as him. I mean, Harry Kane scores goals. Harry Kane knows, you know, he's changed his game so many times over his career to suit what his abilities are. And, 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 and Dombele, I think is, so far ahead of everybody with his speed and his footwork that it makes him look like he's just dribbling the ball around out there. Um, everybody else is just kind of okay for me. Um, Lucas, my, my boy, Lucas, uh, I, I, I just think that like if anybody owned Lou Shaw that yesterday, it was Lucas, but it's only because of Lucas's speed. I mean, outside of that, like we, we need, I don't know. I don't even know what we need anymore. I, I came, I came on today thinking, man, I'm not going to bitch about anything. I'm just going to kind of tell it like it is, but I've been doing nothing but bitching. <laughs> I think that's telling it like it is Mike. That's what you've been doing. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and then outside of that, like Lamella and Lamella and Bale, like Lamella, I'm sure when I went out there, tried to do something, Bale didn't even try to. No, no. And Mike, I do think we need to point out. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna claim this one, and I'm not sure what the the answer to this is. But I remember in our WhatsApp WhatsApp chat, I always struggle with saying those three words. WhatsApp chat. Um, you joined the match a little bit late, and I remember pointing out that we were up when when you joined, and if we lose, it's all on you. <laughs> and I, I just want to publicly acknowledge that. That uh, you may not be able to watch any more matches with us from here on out. You, I was, you I was, I, I just want you to know, I was out saving lives, man. Uh, yeah, I know you. Were. <laughs> I know you were. That's frontline guy, frontline that's, Mike. That's, that's, that's a medical workers. Man. That's kind of a medical workers joke. My friends always make fun of me for saying it. <laughs> you know, and, and I, you know, my friends, my friends WhatsApp, or it's always, you know, what's Poppy doing today? Oh, he's out saving lives. Out saving lives. Yep. Saving the world one person at a time. Well, that's right, that's kind of what we man. do. We, 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 you know, we, we crap on each other, but we love each other. So it's, it's all good. It's all in good fun. Because I'm trying to figure it out. So a few weeks ago we played Villa and that was like a must win game because every game is a must win game. And I'm tired of being told that this match is going to, you know, decide our, how our season goes, but playing Villa a few weeks ago for the first time in years, I did not wear one of my Spurs shirts for that, for that match. Um, I wore, I've got a, an FC Basel kit that I wore that day and we won. I thought, all right, sweet. We're on. Um, the week after that, I wore an uh, Ecuadorian kit that I have this, this, uh, this club called Emelec. It just, it's just something that showed up and, you know, I like the colors we lost. So I said, all right, not, not doing that yesterday. Went back to the FC Basel thinking that's the key. Don't wear spurs, wear Basel. Boom. 
loss. So I'm I'm at a loss right now in terms of what to do. I, I thought you were the the missing link, Mike. Like your presence was going to either make or break it. So I'm I'm struggling. If anybody has the superstitious path for me, I'd I'd love I mean, to know. Dave, maybe if it makes maybe. you feel any better. I don't think Jose knows what he's doing either. So. <laughs> Maybe I should send one of my uh, random kits to him and he could wear that underneath his. Underneath yeah, his give this one a right? shot. <laughs> Jose, Jose's run, Jose's gotten so in such a weird place it, looking for excuses now that he went after Ollie. <laughs> he did. For saying, for saying, if that was my kid, I wouldn't have fed him. Yeah, he seized on like, that. He's got, like, he's got nothing else in his life right now to, to say. I don't know what's going on with the team. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. Let's bag on Ollie. I'm going to go over to their locker room and shit all over him. And then I'm going to come out to the press and I'm going to do the same thing. Like, uh, you know, I get it. I'm sure my dad said that like to me a couple of times, probably after games, like, yep. You know what? You had a shitty game. No dinner for you tonight. You know, I mean, to to be fair to Jose, fuck Ollie for those comments. I mean, Look, you've got Bruno Fernandez on your team who dives like every single game trying to win a pass. And I think you mentioned it too. Pogba always throwing his hands up every time somebody comes near him. It's like, look at your own team, buddy. And I'm not saying that, you know, Spurs are infallible. You know, there's certainly been times where our players have kind of gone down a little easily looking for something. But it's kind of a joke to me to hear him say that when you've got Fernandez constantly looking for that free kick. Look, I, I, I love that. I love that. He came out and was like, was like, yeah, fuck you, dude. This is my team. You take care of your team. I'll take care of my team. I kind of like that. He defended the players for once instead of throwing them under the bus for something, you know, and he was right. They did play pretty well for the most part, but you know, in soccer, as well as any of these games, any of these sports where it's like one one point one goal is gonna is gonna dictate the entire game. Soccer and hockey are the are the two that you have one little bit of a lapse on the field and you're and it, it could be the end. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Hey, let's let's change direction on on topics and I. I I, I guess we should get heavy for a little bit here. And so like um, <laughs> what I mean is like, I've got to talk about the racist. <laughs> we got to talk about the racist crap, you know? Um, and I think we should be candid. Obviously people hear our, our lovely uh, podcast voices. You know, we're, we are three white dudes who have uh, <clears throat> very obviously benefited from different privileges in our lives just because of what we look like. And just because of uh, maybe where or how we were, where uh, we grew up. Um, and we know that the world's not not right in terms of how it's set up that way. But in the last three weeks, we've seen Sanchez get blasted with racist crap last weekend. Um, seen Sonny fans, get blasted, dude. and 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 even like today, I don't know if you guys saw this, but I was reading today like Levy was getting stuff today, and of course Levy always gets stuff. And when you're the owner, you get stuff. But people doing the, people doing the Jew thing on Daniel Levy, like so. There are just some flat out pricks out there in the world and it's hard to watch that happen. And for me, it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch the token gestures of we stand by you, Sonny. We stand by you, Davinson. Um, you hear talk about the teams wanting to do something with the social media companies, but we all know that money talks, right? Like I, I I'm really skeptical about um, is Spurs going to just stop tweeting all of a sudden. I don't know that I see that. Right. Are they going to, 
are they going to pull away from all that? Like what? So as, as soccer fans in our football fans in our little corner of the world, like what, how do we even process that stuff? And what, what, what needs to happen with regard to that? Anybody got any opinions on that at all? So, I mean, um, you, you see so much of this stuff, uh, even as, especially in U.S. politics, where, um, you know, we they talk about the cancel culture and they, they talk about censorship. And, um, you know, we, we look at we look at we look to our president in the United States to to be the kind of the moral compass for for our for our country um, to guide us where we need to go in our country um, and it. And not to get too political here, but what we had the last four years with the former guy um, allowed a lot of people to to didn't allow them, but made them think they were allowed to say things that they wanted to say their entire lives, but felt felt bound to not say it because of political correctness. But I can tell you right now where censorship needs to put their foot down. Is on this fucking racist, disgusting bullshit. The, the any, I don't care. All of these social media companies, I don't care what they think about free speech. I don't care what they think about censorship. What they need to do is they need to put a stop to this. And whether that means hiring more monitors, moderators, and such then you need to do it because anybody makes comments like that it needs to be taken down they need to be flagged and taken down immediately and you can't tell me that they don't have the money to hire the people or the money to develop a system that flags those type of things these these are athletes they're paid a lot of money to play this game we've talked about that but you know what they're all, they also are they're people they're human beings and we need to respect everyone and 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 i think that you know tottenham has always been in the forefront of defending of of defending you know human rights with the lgbtq the 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 jewish the jewish population yeah um and, and if there's anybody who needs to put a stop to that stuff then it needs to be Tottenham and they need to come out and they need to press on those social media companies to stop it from happening. I'm all for free speech, but not when it comes to this. Yeah, Mike, that's an interesting, that's a really interesting point. The role that Spurs play in that narrative kind of historically and what role should they play like looking forward? Like that's one thing. And then second, um, you know, I mean, you guys know that I, I, I work in schools and I work in school administration. And, and, you know, one thing that I always was able to, say to kids when I was in the position of being the guy who had to do the discipline in the school, you know, playing kind of the Dean role, um, you know, free speech is free speech, but your free speech can't take away someone else's rights and can't take away someone else's, you know, liberty and pursuit of happiness. If we want to do those are American concepts, right. But like the, those concepts do exist across the world. And uh, I'm curious about what role Spurs could play in this moving forward. I hope they I hope they stand up and do play a role when everybody else is just talk, talk, talk. Um, it'd be cool to see something happen. And candidly, this season being the disaster that it is, if, if our club did something that, that had an impact on culture and how people treat each other and respect each other, 
I could care less how this season went if our club actually represented in that in that sort of way. That'd be cool. Steve, what's on your mind? What are you thinking? You know, I, I definitely agree that we really need a lot of these clubs, you know, with the financial backing behind them to actually take charge and do something meaningful. Because it's, you know, it's not going to be the the respective footballing organizations that are going to do it. You know, they've had plenty of opportunity to do it, yet, you know, nothing's happened. I, I'm just thinking now about that uh, Valencia incident. Um, was it last weekend or maybe the weekend before? Uh, where they had walked off the field and they were told, hey, you know, you're going to be penalized if you don't come back out to play. Um, but so I, I do think that there's definitely a role for the clubs themselves to play. But I think we as fans also have the power to make it known to all of those people around us, whether it's, you know, at the the pub, the bar, in the stadium, in the stands, uh, you know, wherever it might be to just make it known loudly and clearly that this crap is not okay. And it's not just when they play a bad game or the do something you don't like, it's not okay at all ever. And I, I, I know there's always going to be those people who are going to listen to us talking about this and they're going to say, Hey, this is a football podcast. You know, you're just talk about soccer, leave the politics out of it. And, you know, fuck you to those people. Cause this, you know, is something that permeates every bit of our culture and if we you know we've got a platform there are dozens of people who listen to us dozens of them dozens literal dozens (laughs) if if these people can listen to this and say hey you know that's their point of view you know obviously we've got the platform to get it out there and let people know that at wicked spursy we are not anywhere near condoning you know we're this is something that we we do not condone at all we're going to use this platform to say it. If you don't like it, quite frankly, I don't give a shit. You know, you can listen to some other podcast where they don't care about racists and, you know, you can go and, and pretend that, you know, wherever you are in your own little bubble, everything's okay. But honestly, it's not okay. You see that all over the place, you know, and, and I really appreciate that, the, you know, the three of us here in particular are talking about it, given how white Vermont is, you know, it could be easy for us to just not say anything and keep our dozens of people satisfied listening to us complain about, you know, the different players and how they're performing. But uh, I, I think it was important for us to come out here and take a good chunk of time this week to just essentially give racists the finger, you know, audio style um and and let them know look you know we don't want you listening to our crap if if that's the way you think we are not going to you know sit by and and just let people do that you know if if we're at good water together the next time we're able to gather which maybe next season will be the case if i hear anybody saying that i'm i'm i'll kick them out myself you know i'm i'm sure the owners there and and you know a, a bunch of the other guys you know we're not going to tolerate because we're an inclusive group we're going to continue to be an inclusive group as, as long as I'm here at least. And, you know, whether it's in Vermont, whether it's in England or, you know, anywhere in the world, this isn't anything that we should tolerate. And, you know, yes, there's, there's a role for the club to do something about it, but I think it's also equally important for us as fans to make sure that we get our voices out there and let people know, Hey, stop being an asshole. You know, this isn't funny. It's, it's not cool you're not being a troll or whatever it is you're trying to do. This is real to people and, and cut it the fuck out. Seriously. Yeah. That's it for me. That, that's yeah, all you yeah. need to 
No, Steve, you're spot on. And then, you know, like I'm, I'm led to just think about first, I was thinking, you know what? Wicked Spursy is going to issue a, a strongly worded tweet later today. So that's one thing on my mind. Um, but, but second, like it, when you're addressing things like this, you, you brought up the point, you know, so we live in Vermont. Vermont is an incredibly white state. And but it's we also know it's an incredibly politically liberal state where it's very easy for people to be woke and talk about how much they, you know, don't like the bad things of the world, but not do anything about it and just, you know, disparage the bad stuff from a distance. And I do think it's important that when you've got when you've got power, like the dozens of listeners that we have, you know, influence with. Um, but when when you control when you control a narrative, when you have money that can control dynamics and when you have political power like you got to do something with it if you see something that's not right freaking do something with it and that's where i'm really you know there's little people like us but but we all support a big club that i do think can do some things i think spurs fans who are spread all over the world can do some things by raising their collective voice and and um controlling what they click on and what they don't click on and you know let's be honest you know maybe maybe the social media world would be better if anonymity wasn't an option, right? Like, you know, the, the, the whole concept that you can hide behind a, a, a false image and a false name and you don't really exist on it. All you have to do is just cancel that, that account and create a new one to, to troll from a different direction. Like that's crap. And I, I I'm really curious how people are going to, are going to navigate that moving forward. And, you know, I do not that, not that this should be the topic of every conversation that we have, but you know what, this is a real issue. It's an issue in sport, which makes it an issue in the world. And guess what? We're not surprised by that. We all, we all know that. And I think we need to keep pointing it out when it's blatantly obvious and do what we can. Mike, your wheels are turning. What's, what's going on in that mind of yours? <laughs> no, I'm just processing uh, every, everything that you said. And, and, and I think that, you know, you guys are spot on. Um, and, and I think, I think in the future, um, I know that we, we bag on Davinson, um, you know, we don't bag on Sonny as much, but he's had kind of a pretty terrible second or second third of the season. Um, but I don't care who you are in your life or who you have in your life. There's going to be some sort of, of, you know, differentiation between you and that that person whether it's skin color whether it's religion whether it's political uh, affiliations um just in the end we all have to recognize that we are all human beings and you need to respect each other because disrespect disrespect has always for another culture, for another skin color has always led to war. It's always led to death. And the more people that we gather into our communities, the more people can help and be educated and, and we can continue our human race because the way that we're moving right now, it, it's, it's, we're, we're living in pretty crazy times. We're living yeah. in pretty crazy times. And, it, and a lot of it is fueled by hatred. And there's no there's no place in life for hatred. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Mike. And let me let me take that kind of a, in a different layer because I was thinking about this the other day. By the way, it's hard to have this conversation about respecting and caring for other people 
when I, I got a buddy that I work with who's a Chelsea fan, and as we're talking, he's <laughs> texting me saying, "Hey, Chelsea's looking pretty good." So like that that makes me want to throw my phone out the window. And, you well, know, did you did you tell him they got beat by West Brom last week? I, I told him to suck it. That was that was what I said. Is that, <laughs> that appropriate? They, I, they I gave know. up five goals to West Brom. Just just yeah. can, you can say that. <laughs> that'll be that'll be the reply text, no question. But you know, here's here's what I was thinking, like. Yeah, we bag on Sanchez, right? Like there are there are other players. We talk about Musa Sissoko. It's not lost on me that like a couple of the guys, although Harry Winks is in our mix, so that changes things, but it's not lost on me that a couple of the guys that we that we bag on happen to be black players. Like that that goes through my mind. And I think, man, why is that? What's that about? What does that what does that what does that mean? You know, um, in terms of how that thinking plays out. We talk a lot about players as fans of sport, you talk about players that you think are are stupid should do things differently that you want them out of your club. Like we use all that kind of language and I use it. I use it too. And I have to remind myself sometimes like these are dudes that are going to work, you know um, I can't speak for you guys, but I, I don't go to work on any day thinking I'm going to do a crappy job. I don't go to work on any day wanting to disappoint people. I don't go to work um, wanting to have people think that my, the product that I put out there is subpar or less than acceptable. And, and I do try to keep in mind, like these are, these are guys that have lives, they have families, they happen to have a job that we care a lot about. And it's a pastime and a, and a joy for us, but I still got to remember they're guys, they're human beings, they have lives and, and they deserve that same respect that any of us deserve, you know, in our workplace or in our, in our everyday lives too. It's just, it's, it's tricky how we handle sports as people, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and Dave, it, that thought has come across my mind as well. I think the key difference is when we're critiquing these players, it's based on their performance on the field. It's based on, you know, their, their body language, how they're playing. I mean, it's not limited just because of skin color. We're not focused on them because, you know, we don't like them because of their race. You know, we're, we're highlighting their specific quantifiable, you know, errors that they're performing on the pitch. We're not hating them as, as people, you know, it, it, it there's a, I, to me, it's not even a line. You can think somebody's doing a poor job and somebody is not performing the way that you would expect them to and not be a racist piece of shit about it. They're two completely different things. You know, if, if people want to say, hey, you know, Sanchez is not a great defender because he has lapses in judgment, fine. You know, I'll, I'll talk to you about that. That seems like a perfectly reasonable thing to say. But as soon as you start bringing this racist crap into it, it's not even the same conversation anymore. We're not talking about a player's performance. You're talking about the person on the field. And, and to me, that's what the distinction is. And, you know, it, we wouldn't be having the same conversation if it was just Bale who was underperforming, you know, if it, if we could talk about Bale and his issues for, you know, an entire hour and probably still not say everything that needed to be said. Um, so, you know, when I'm thinking about my analysis, I'm never thinking about, well, what race is the person that I'm going to be talking about? It's just strictly what happened on the field that I can talk about. And, and, and you know, I, I never look at these players like, you know, when I say I want Sissoko out, it's not because of his race. It's because I think we have a, a gap there that needs to be filled by a younger player, somebody who can offer us, you know, the, the sort of offensive and de defensive capabilities that that position requires. And it just, it will never stop bugging me when people say we want Sissoko out because of his race, because that's just not it at all. Um, 
And again, I'm going to say it one last time for everybody listening out there. It's not even the same conversation. You know, you can talk about performance without it needing to be related to in any way a player's race. It has nothing to do with it. And to me, the people who go out there and they criticize Sonny or Davinson Sanchez or Sissoko or whoever else it is, racially, you're not smart. You're not an analytical genius. You're a fucking prick. That's right. plain and right. simple. That's it. It's the least common denominator, right? It's it's the it's a it's a cop out that that these pricks are using here. Absolutely right. Yeah, and and the other thing, just the the one last item that I want to uh, share on this for now is just you know somebody brought up a really good point. I, I think I was reading it on, I don't know, one of those Reddit posts that have been going on. It's really hard to keep track of all of these, which is sad in and of itself. But, uh, you know, somebody made the distinction, and I, I wish I remember who it was so I could give them the credit that they deserve. So if you're out there listening to this on Reddit somewhere, and this sounds like a comment that you've made, you know, podcast at wickedspursy.com, let me know. I'll give you the credit you deserve. Um, but we'll send you a Wicked Spursy t-shirt. <laughs> you have to get those first. Um, but and yeah, the comment that they made was it's it's not even about whether they did well or not you know you shouldn't be talking about the conversation in these you know these these um 100 you know black and white type type thinking like they don't deserve that even if they play well like they, the whether they've performed to the degree you want them to is not any kind of an excuse to be a racist <clears throat> you know because you see that all the time right the the united trolls i'm not going to call them fans because let's be honest we had a man united fan on our show just last week and he's an absolutely delightful person so you know it, I, i'm not going to tarnish the name of manchester united fans over racist crap you know i'll, I'll you know josh them all i want about you know the team they support and their poor life decisions for choosing that, but well, not because he, of any of that other crap, right? He might so, be he might be a, a wonderful person, but he's a shitty golfer, and I'm going to say it right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not the fans' fault. It's these these garbage human beings who are going out there and they're pulling this crap. But you you know, anytime somebody does something poor, whether it's for Spurs or against Spurs, you always get these people who bring the race into it as if they're justified. <laughs> because of the performance and that's just not it at all you know you can't say hey just because they were bad this game um doesn't give you the right to say that it's like no cut that out you don't have the right to say that at all like that's don't even try to quantify it in any way or it, it that's just not how it works so again if you're the guy on reddit who made that comment that i just completely blatantly stole without giving you any credit for it I mean, honestly, you probably said it way more, um, you know, smartly than I did because I'm at a loss for words at this point. My my mind's just so heated from the conversation. Uh, I would love to give you credit for that. I'm sure of the dozens of listeners and the you know millions upon millions of people on Reddit, maybe somebody knows who it was. Um, but yeah, let me know. I'll give you a shout out next episode um, for your spot on analysis of racism in you know soccer as a whole. I want to make sure we give just adequate time to this um, to not rush it. So any other thoughts we got on this topic before we, before we move on? All right. I appreciate you guys um, engaging in, 
in that conversation. That's not a fun conversation. <clears throat> conversation needs to be had more often. Um, and people like us need to lead that conversation whenever we can. So I say, let's, let's keep it rolling and then we'll, we'll, uh, we'll try to do some form of good somehow. Hey, let's, let's look ahead at, uh, the future, right? I watched the, the post-match interviews with in particular, the Sonny and the Joe Roden interviews yesterday, and, and they were downright depressing and, and sad. And, and the fact that that's who the club put out for the interviews was really, really interesting to me, just in terms of thinking about what that thinking is. The, we all were Jose in, you know, a few months back. I think we've all changed our mindset now. And what I'm seeing is I just see a team that is broken. I see guys that are scared scared to make a mistake guys that are ready to give up a lead even when they have it in hand and i i see a team that's in bad shape like what what do we think is going to happen in the next couple weeks and couple months and and what do we want to see happen in the next couple weeks and couple months what do we want our spurs to be as we we finish up this this run in mike what's on your mind on that uh well we just we just got a gift um from everton um drawing nil nil with uh with brighton um so we stay in seventh um keeps us six points out um with that one game in hand on chelsea which really seems to me not to matter anymore i think we're fighting for europa league um if that we have uh in a couple of weeks we got um carabao final um again yeah um we do have we do have that rescheduled southampton game they just got abused completely abused by west brom today um west brom it should have been four nil west brom got out of there three nil the and uh, uh that kind of that that game today kind of highlighted uh another problem with that we've talked about a lot is VAR. Um, that first goal that West Brom scored was disallowed because of an offsides and VAR. The VAR replay and the official were completely, completely out of line. Um, so that said, um, so we have Southampton. We got we got Everton coming up, um, probably without Calvert Lewin, maybe without Calvert Lewin, um, and and. I think April was our biggest month where we had to, where we had to get points. Um, 18 points. Now, what is 18 points that we left on the table? That's, that's kind of tough, man. Um, we left it on the table with Newcastle. We left it on the table with, with Man U. Um, and quite honestly, I, you, you can't, we can't get rid of Jose right now it's going to cost too much damn money. It, it, it will get cost too much damn money. The only way you get rid of Jose is by selling Harry Kane. You sell Harry Kane without a, like I said before, and I keep saying it without a backup plan, you're paying half of that to Jose to get, to get rid of Jose. And then you're left with unproven players and you don't have that Harry Kane money to get three good players with. Um, so we come into May and May is going to tell the tale. Is it going to keep us in fifth or sixth? Is it going to get us up to fifth or sixth? Um, 
because this team obviously doesn't take advantage when gifts are given to them, you know, before they play their matches. They, I don't know what's going to get this team up to play matches, um, but it just, it seems like a lost season already, you know, at this point. And that was just two weeks ago. We were just like, yeah, we're going to go get it. We're going to go get it. We're going to go get it. You know, and like you said last week, Dave, we don't deserve it. And if somehow something happens, we and we get it, well, then it's we probably don't deserve it. But I, 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 I don't know. I, I think that I think that at this point, um, we have to do that that rebuild. And yeah, that, I, I agree with that one hundred percent. I mean, a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about this and thinking about all the points that we could potentially get. You know, it was kind of, it was on the back of those comments that Josie had made after a series of big losses where he said, you know, the players who have been, you know, sort of the architects behind why we've been underperforming, you know, we, I know who they are, they're going to be out, you know, something like that, maybe not exactly, but that was the impression that I think most of us got after that, uh, after that press conference. And so you know, I was feeling optimistic, like, you know, we've really got nothing else to play for other than the cup final. Like maybe he will cut some of those players who have been clearly underperforming. And maybe we will see, you know, some of the, the youth Academy guys get their shot, but here we are a couple weeks later and we're still bringing Sissoko on. We're still throwing bail on there. You know, they're still making the bench over and over again. You know, I'm not convinced that they're offering anything at all offensively or defensively to help the team. So why does Jose keep bringing them on? And I mean, again, they've offered nothing against Man United. I guarantee they're at least going to make the bench against Everton and Everton right now. I mean, you, you said it, Mike, like we could potentially be playing an Everton team without Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who is a huge threat. I mean, that's for me, a golden opportunity to stifle their attack and, and get something out of that game. And I'm precisely not probably why they didn't win today. I mean, because he wasn't there. Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, he offers them something that he's like the Harry Kane almost, you know, for that team. He's a focal point. He, even when he's not getting the goals or the assists, he's doing stuff on the field to enable his teammates to get there. Huge respect for the guy, you know, for us to play Everton without him on the field would be massive, but I still don't feel confident because I know Jose is going to bring Sissoko back in. I know we'll probably see Sanchez back maybe at the expense of Dyer. Uh, so, I, you know, I just don't see him picking the right guys to get something out of it. I think, he, you know, leave Bale at home, leave Sissoko at home, you know, put those, you know, get some of the youth Academy guys who aren't out on loan into that bench you know let them have a run out i would if even if we lost the man united game which let's be honest i think all of us expected um i, I honestly would have preferred him to throw dane scarlet out instead of instead of gareth bale you know or Lamella. yeah 100 little man agrees <laughs> you know i you guys can critique these comments because they're not fully formed but I mean, honestly, as I think about how this season is going to play out, yes, the money to get rid of Jose, and it's debatable what that money is, right? I, th I think we all know that I doubt that Levy signed a contract with Jose that would back Levy into any sort of a corner. Um, I just, you know, the, the track record doesn't show that. 
Um, but obviously it's going to cost in the, the double figures of millions to get, to get rid of him and, and the rest of his crew, you know, if that happens, but if I'm, if I'm the king of the world, um, here's what I do. I'd fire Jose tomorrow at a point. Ledley King, who is nowhere near ready to manage a, a Premier League club, I'd appoint him as the caretaker manager, <clears throat> and I'd bring up a couple academy guys to be his supporting coaches uh, on the bench just to try to survive the rest of this year with a focus on that April 25th match at Wembley against City. Because, listen, let's be really honest. If, if Jose takes us to a win in the Carabao Cup and then gets fired this summer anyway – that's totally meaningless. If Ledley King takes us to a win in a crappy season, at least people have a fun memory about how the how the players stepped up and performed for Ledley. And again, Ledley is completely unprepared to be a Premier League manager. Just just need to go out and say that. But those those U twenty one guys are in second place in the in their table, by the way. Yeah, yeah well, they, they were are. last. They were last I saw. So, like, just. Uh, it's a, it's not a question of if it's a question of when, right? And then you just got to look at how do you cut your losses? We're already missing out on hundreds of millions of dollars missing in Champions League because we will not get the fourth spot. We're likely to miss out in Europa. You know, I I'm not optimistic we're going to end up five or six. I'm really really not optimistic. I know my buddy Nikki Winks might have some some calculation and permutation about how if this happens and that happens, how seventh place might uh, go to Europa. But Dave, like, I thought we were, Nick, we were calling Nicky Dyer now. Dyer, that's right. <laughs> as long as we don't call him Nicky Sissoko, that, that would be the, that'd be, <laughs> but I just, I, I don't know. I just feel like it's time. It needs to happen tomorrow. It doesn't need to happen in June. It needs to happen tomorrow. Mike, am I crazy? No, no. I mean, if, if there's any inkling in Levy's mind, that this is going to happen over the summer. Rip that band-aid off, man. Just do it. Let it bleed. Um, and you know, you might end up with a scar, you might not. My in my stupid cliches aside, um you know, like I said, I just don't know what to make of the rest of the season. We got what looked like easy games, but but in the end, you know, we saw what happened at Newcastle, and that was kind of a breakdown. We saw the guys get up. It seems like they get up, and then they fall down, and then, you know, they, they just fall back into old habits. It's like, it's like you know, the, the smoker that keeps trying to quit over and over and over and over again. We need to quit, Jose. And, and that's the way that this team is going to move forward. And it's unfortunate because I think the guy's had a fantastic career and, uh, and, and he's a fantastic manager um, and he loves his players when they're doing well and he doesn't when they're not. Yeah, mean, you, know what else is, you know what else is unfortunate? He makes no apologies. The, the, people who, the people who said when Jose was hired, the doubters, they said this is what was going to happen and they were right. You know, uh, we all wanted to be optimistic like, hey, this is the guy to take our club where where they needed to go. This is the guy with the the code to to get trophies in the cabinet. And uh, the doubters said, "Nope, he's going to tear it apart." And I, I think I think they win the day. And uh, yeah. here we are looking at what the cleanup process looks like. Steve, thoughts before we wrap this thing up today? What do you think on that? 
I think you're spot on. It's, it is definitely one of those things where you do look back and you think, yeah. And I mean, it's not like the signs weren't there. I think all of us knew that there was an inherent risk with hiring Jose. Uh, the hope was that after his sabbatical, that maybe he would come back and he had fresh ideas. And, and for a while, honestly, it looked that way. But I think he's slipping back into, you know, the Jose of old. He's got no new tricks, no new, new ideas. And he's being left in the dust by people who have been able to innovate on the pitch and, and with their players. And I mean, honestly, I think you're right. If, if we could, he should have been gone, you know, weeks ago. But the fact is, you know, we hadn't been able to. I think, Le I think yeah, honestly, Levy's probably a little too close to this because he's wanted Mourinho for so long that, you know, it's almost like that, you know, girlfriend that, you know, maybe you've all had in high school or something who's, you know, a little too clingy, you know, that you want it to work because it's your first girlfriend, you really want it to go well. Uh, but it's just, you know, the warning signs were there, the flags were there, you should have seen it, and you should have cut loose early, it, it didn't, and now we're, you know, kind of paying for it. Turns out she is crazy, you know. <laughs> That's a great point, Stephen, and, and that girlfriend never really wanted you anyway, because you you tried too hard. So it was doomed. Exactly. From the beginning, yep. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, not that that ever happened to me, but you know, I've, I've heard about that happening to other people. <laughs> hey, you know what, with that guy, let's wrap this thing up. We uh, got Everton on Friday. Um, my hope is that we'll have a positive productive match to talk about, but the good news is no matter what happens, we're still going to record next week. We're still going to tell our truth and we're going to have fun doing it. So I want to say, I thank, I appreciate you guys. And I thank you for, uh, for this time. And uh, to, to the dozens of you that are out there listening, remember, you can find us on Twitter at Wicked Spurs. You can also find us on Facebook. We would love for you to, to subscribe and, and listen to us uh, as often as possible. Steve, any parting words before we go? Yeah, you know, the last I, I honestly am expecting this weekend to go a lot like the Man United game. You know, we'll come out, we'll show them you know, in the first half that, Hey, we're a changed team. We're reformed. We really want to impress the fans. And then it'll all fall apart in the second half. And we'll either end up with a really disappointing draw or another loss. And we'll all be sitting here miserable again. Let's hope I'm wrong. Cause I would love to have, I think we've had what, like one or two happy conversations, uh, you know, since we started doing this, I would love to have a third by the end of the season. We'll see fingers crossed, but I'm not feeling overly optimistic about it. That would, that would be sweet. That would be sweet. Mike, any parting shots before we take off? Uh, ever the optimist, Steve. <laughs> um, but I, no, I, you know what? Um, I'm, I'm going to leave soccer to the side and, I, and I'm, and I'm going to say that um, all of our dozens of listeners, we keep saying dozens. I love it. Um, we're going to, we're, we're going to top a hundred next season. Um, but here's, here's, here's what I got to say is that, Go out, get your vaccines. We all want to get together. We all want to hang out. Um, we all want to have some laughs. And 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 next season, we can get to say, come on, you Spurs, every single week and mean it. So go out there. Anyone, you know, 30 and under, you can go get your vaccines now. Go get your vaccines. Get out there. And come on, you Spurs. You know, Mike, I'm sitting here laughing because for a second I was going to call you out like, great, now we're going to have the, uh, you know, keep politics out of the soccer podcast people and now we're going to get the anti-vaxxers, but let's be honest, they're the same people, so <laughs> no harm, no foul. <laughs>
That's yeah, right. I think we've crossed all the lines today, but Mike's right. Go get your vaccine. I think uh, in Vermont, starting next week, 16 and older can get it as well. So yeah, yep. get, get yep. out there and get out there and get it done so that we can return to a world where we can gather in a pub and watch a match and uh, talk about this stuff live and in person and then talk about it later on the internet. That'll be good. Good water wants us back. So yeah, we can we be are. disappointed twice. <laughs> you're right exactly together right. together we're, we're together. already disappointed twice but at least you know we'll have the added camaraderie for the second time exactly. Very true. all right with that we are wicked spursy gentlemen i appreciate you and as always come on you spurs come on Be you safe. spurs